Hey, what's up, guys? This is Grant Schwartz with the Conscious Athletics Podcast here for another episode. If you guys are looking for more information on what we're doing here, please take a second to visit us at ConsciousAthletics.net and or Conscious Athletics on Instagram. This episode is brought to you by Be Cool, Be Smart, Be Alive, teaching our youth their rights and how to de-escalate. For more information, please visit BeCooler.org. Once again, we are back. We are actually doing this thing, man. I'm feeling good about the momentum we got going here with Conscious Athletics. Super excited to have uh, this guest on today. This is a, one of my one of my great friends from my time at Ohio State. Um, if you're an Ohio State Buckeye fan, if you're a college football fan, you probably remember this name, but the one Devere Posey. Um, Devere was uh, my guy in college. We were in, we were in the same room for I think it was like three years. Spent so much good times together. I mean, we did like impromptu acting classes on the road, all sorts of cool stuff. I always we always like to brag that we were the, the closest position group on the team. Um, yeah. So I know this guy through and through. Um, but a little background on Devere, if you don't know, Devere is a, a Cincinnati boy. Um, grew up in Southern Ohio. Went to LaSalle High School. Um, was a dual sport athlete like many of us in, in high school, but Devere did that at a very high level. Um, I think I remember, if I remember correctly, I remember you said you had some offers to play basketball as well. I think Clemson was one of those you've mentioned. Um, obviously, was a great football player, parade All-American, the whole the whole deal. I remember uh, before Devere came in and, and the, all the hype that was coming in around him and being super nervous because I was a receiver as well and being like, damn, man, like, I'm bringing these guys in and, and, and Devere came, <laughs> came in and, and was everything that that he had projected to be but um, went on to have a great career at Ohio State not without his trials and tribulations but Devere was an amazing player for us during that time was it was a huge part of the reason why we won the Rose Bowl why we went on to win the win the Sugar Bowl my senior year um you know like I said he had some he had some trials and tribulations at that point but still was able to accomplish his dream of, of making it to the league and, and playing with the Texans um, for a few years there. And then, you know, injuries, injuries were unfortunately a part of that story. Um, but then, you know, didn't let that set him back, continued to continue to do his thing, went on to have a, a great career in the, in the, in the CFL. And, uh, it's the great cup, right? Won the, won the yeah. great cup, won the great cup MVP and is now, uh, has graduated to, to more important things in life, like being a father and uh, an entrepreneur. Um, so super excited to have him on Devere. What's going on, brother? Man, I appreciate that intro, my brother. Thank you, man. I was excited for this, man. I'm sorry for uh, showing up late, man. I just want to make sure I had that on record. I want to show up late for my guys, man. Yeah, but but yeah, like uh, I was super excited for this because I, I love what you're doing with Conscious Athlete, and uh, I think it's uh, it's good that you have a platform like this that you know guys can come and talk freely about this stuff, right? It's uh, it's for a long time it was taboo not being able to speak about feelings or mindset or weak mindsets or you know bad instances you know things that you struggle with so right. I, i'm happy to be on and share whatever I like to help you know people you know along the journey sure absolutely man no it's, it's it's been it's been good so far man like i was telling you before we, we popped on here i you know it's I know a lot of you guys so well, uh, but to actually hear the, you know, the stories from your guys' mouth and to, and to, and to, you know, get an insight into your mindset and what was going on during those times that has been, has been really cool for me. 
Um, I think a lot of people are going to really resonate with it. Um, a lot of people are going to be able to, you know, say, wow, I, I had similar experiences and and I felt that way. I felt like I was alone, but you know, I'm not. And I see guys like you who have, who have had some tough times, but have been able to, you know, use those as, as motivation and use those as a stepping stone to become a better man, a better person. So it's been cool, man. But yeah, I just want to, like I said, I, I gave you that intro, but I want to kind of, you know, hear from, from your, from your words. So Take us back to LaSalle High School, uh, getting recruited by probably every school in the country at that point. But was Ohio State always the place for you? Who else were you thinking? What was what was going on at those times? Was it like around 09, 08? Yeah, well, I, I didn't play varsity until junior year. I was a, when it comes to football, I was a freshman player. I played freshman, played JV. And then um, I uh, had a summer where – I had a hernia, like I had an inguinal hernia. Um, and it was just like right above my like right hip flexor. So I would do, you know, I would just, it just, it locked my core up. So that right. summer going into junior year, I finally got the surgery. And then um, like this whole, like, like I had my core, like I was finding athleticism that I didn't have. Like, I think I first right. noticed it, like right after the surgery, I was like four weeks out and I went to the gym, basketball gym, and I just jumped up and like grabbed the rim. And it was like my first time jumping, being able to use my core. And so then I was like, let me see the ball. And I like dunked off a vertical for the first time in my life, like four weeks after surgery. <laughs> wow. And then, and then like, uh, played AU that summer and it immediately translated to basketball. Like that's when I got my offers and then, but it was football season in between like AU and basketball season. And then like first year on varsity, all state, like it just like immediately translated. And then like uh, basketball, I I had a decent year, but you know, by that January, Ohio state was knocking at my door and um, it was kind of crazy. Like it was like the craziest nine months for me in my life. Like bet, just just like from June to that next January, just figuring out like, oh wow, I'm a D1 athlete. Um I can do this. Yeah, I can do this. And so like I I was able to like take my tape because obviously by that time there were people already ahead of me, ranked and stuff. I took my tape and I, you know, cut it up myself, picked the plays I wanted, the music I wanted. Google names on the internet and I found like the recruiting coordinators and I like went to Staples, put the DVDs in there, Damn. went to the post office and sent them off. Like, and uh, my mom helped me, but just kind of waited. And then like all the offers started rolling in. But growing up, I wasn't really in a big Ohio State fan. Like I grew up in Cincinnati and just right. Cincinnati's weird because it's like you got UC, the, the Cincinnati Bearcats, and you got Kentucky Wildcats that's only an hour away. Right. Um, Louisville, Xavier University. So, like, all of these schools are, like, in that area. I didn't get the Ohio State, like, fanfare, like, Columbus or Cleveland. You right. Know, bro, I, I rooted for Miami in the 2002 National Championship. Like, <laughs> whoa, 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 bro. Like, I did. Man. <laughs> like, I was pissed. It's but, not a bad like, team. Yeah, it wasn't a bad team. But I, I used to love, like, Santana Moss and Devin Hester yeah. and Andre Johnson. Like, those dudes. Like, like I, I really – yeah, like, and I, I, you know, what I think, and here's why I think in Cincinnati regionally, we got the SEC on like CBS and like ABC. Like, we didn't, we right. didn't get many, it wasn't, there was no internet platforms, bro. It's like, whatever you turn on, that's what you get. No, so, you're right, man. 
You're right. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was a big reason why, too, just where we were geographically. So, um, yeah, I grew up and then, like, you know, it was just an experience with Hazel. You know, Hazel, just the way he talks, his attention to detail. And then I started learning about the Ohio State culture of wide receivers and Joey Galloway's, like Ted Ginn, you know, like Terry Glenn. Like, yeah, Terry Glenn. I'm like, man, like David Moss, Mike Jingles. Like, well, you know, I want to be a part of it. So it was an easy choice. And um, I think for me, getting up there, I, I wanted to fit in with the older dudes. Like I wanted to, I wanted to be like, part of the group. Cause my brother was 06. So like I always felt yep. like I could hang out with the guys and stuff like right. that. So it was important, man, to uh, make friends and, and learn from them. But like I, like I always wanted to compete. Like you know that about me. And I just, it was, uh, it was a great experience. Like my earlier years at Ohio State. Like it was like pure. You know, like it wasn't yep. like, um, it wasn't like the NFL wasn't on your mind. You were just like, man, like whatever I gotta do to play. And like you just think right. back to that time. Like, I was like, I just do this, or I just get this many. You know what I mean? I might have a chance. Yeah. And, yeah. and like it's hard to go back to like like those times we would have, like the parties we would go to, the, the campus life, like you, you can never repeat that stuff in life. Like, like it was, it no. was blissful and it was, it wasn't work. It was the best time in my life. So I, 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 I reminisce those. And then like later in, in time in Ohio State when the suspension came out and, you know, you got to start working and football became a child and, you know, school was secondary. And you know, you really couldn't go out because you were who you were. Like I struggled with that. Like I really did. Yeah. Like I struggled with finding myself within this football world because it's something where like you are told you're a certain way because of people before you. And then you don't wanna like no, I'm not like that. Like I just picked football my junior year because I was like the biggest scholarship. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't like absolutely, that. yeah. Like, I never thought, like, I would be, like, you know, in Ohio State. Like, I never dreamed of being, like, Ohio State football wide receiver when I was a kid. Right. Like, nah, I'm not going to lie. Like, it, right. I wanted to play quarterback. Like, you wanted to play quarterback. And I yep. was pissed when I had to play receiver. And that lefty, baby. Yeah, man. Like, so <laughs> it was a, it was all an adjustment. This, but when you're, like, 18 to 22, you're a kid, and, like, your brain is still forming, and you're still – you know, figuring out who you are personally, you know, spiritually, mentally, physically, it's a lot to handle with a person. I mean, I, I think that's that's something that's lost upon upon people when not realizing what it's like for for a kid of that age to to suddenly be thrust into what it what it means to be part of a a machine like Ohio State or or whatever it is those programs are. I mean. Yes, you are Devere Posey. Yes, I'm Grant Schwartz and all this kind of stuff. At the end of the day, you're Ohio State Buckeye, and that stuff carries with you every single place you go. And I think, you know, Coach Tressel did as good a job as he could possibly do during those times to try to prepare us for, for what that meant. But I, I just don't think there's anything that you can besides actually experiencing it yourself. Um, you know, my earliest memories of you are, are you know, you guys came in with a, a super, super touted class. You had the, you know, you had Mike Adams and J.B. Shugarts and obviously Terrell Pryor and yourself and, and and multiple other guys so it was it was kind of a lot of fanfare around you guys and it, and it brought to be honest with you it brought a different energy to the program that had been there prior to um so i remember you guys coming in obviously you know being being 
a relatively old head at that point, you know, you're always kind of like, all right, what are these guys about? Like, you know, are they going to, are they going to, you know, fall in line? Are they going to show, show respect and this kind of stuff? And you always came in and with that, that big smile that you possess and, and just brought such good energy. And obviously you were up to the task as, as far as, you know, the field goes, but um, you know, you mentioned about some of the stuff, how your career early in your career, you were, you know, just really out there, just, just playing for the love of the game and, and, and enjoying it. And as it, as it goes on, as it gets more serious, it becomes, it becomes a job. And, um, a lot of stuff that comes with that is, you know, it's, it's difficult for, for a young person to handle any person to handle, uh, let alone, a, a, like you said, someone whose brain is still forming. Um, so, I mean, it was just, you know, it's, it's, it's such a whirlwind of time and, 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 and you feel like in those moments, like, man, this is going to last forever. Like I'm in my first year, I'm in my second year. Like I got two more years, three more years, whatever it is, if you're redshirted. And the reality is that stuff goes by in a snap. And next thing you know, life is there to, to, to tell you what's up. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just interesting because you can only have that perspective from, you know, years in the future. So to look back on that now is, 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 is definitely trippy, but, um, I think with you, you know, like we had, we, we were having all this success on the field. Um, and this was, you know, this was way before, I mean, <laughs> you know, we dated ourselves a little bit by you talking about how you got your highlight tape out. You know what I mean? Like this was a different, <laughs> this was a different time that we, we weren't, we weren't accessible like, like they're accessible are today and, and things don't happen as quickly, you know, back then as they do now, but you know, you were exposed to a lot of things that, I, like I said, I'm not sure a lot of people could really understand unless they were in the seat. Um, so, you know, we go on to, like I said, to, to, to win that Rose Bowl. We win that Sugar Bowl. Um, you know, at that point, my, my, my time had come to an end there. Um, but I remember being super excited for what that next year held for, for the team because you guys were really kind of coming into your own um, as, as players and, and really cementing yourselves as some of the best guys in the country. Um, and then, you know, obviously, uh, you know, all that news drops about, you know, improper benefits and Trestle's knowledge and he ends up getting let go. And then, you know, this whole media circus that that comes around that. So talk to us a little bit about that time and, and kind of what was going on. And yeah, like, I guess like now you look back and it's, it's almost laughing, right? Like with NIL, but it was it was serious. It was serious. You know, it, it, it felt like. I had got a DUI or something like that. <laughs> right. And like, you right. know, or committed a crime. Um, but it was, you know, we, we got paid for, uh, you know, taking improper benefits or whatever they want to call it. But as we, like, the sanctions came out before Sugar Bowl, um, and there was, like, this thing, like, these guys play, they not play. It's like, oh, well, no, you guys are going to play, but then we're going to give you another game on your senior year, but like NCAA rules were the next available competition, which was right. post-Michigan game, it was the Sugar Bowl. So right. they allowed us to play, obviously, you, know, you and I both know why, and all of this yeah. was for money. And so yeah. um, they wanted us, and craziest thing, like you were in the building, like it was like the angel was just like, boop, Terrell MVP, boop, boom, two touch, three touchdowns, boop, beer 100 yards, touchdown. Oh, Mike Adams, no sacks. Oh, before, oh, Cam Hayward gets a cramp. I saw the time he's getting in. He gets the game-winning interception. Like, it's just like all five guys, like, play into the game. And it's oh, just yeah. crazy. And so it's like, after that, we, we appealed the case, obviously, because right. we had our stories. I don't even remember what our stories were at the time. <laughs> um, but uh, we really wanted to just try and fight this case. 
And yeah. um, and so within the appeal, that's when Justice Knowledge came out. That's when it was something where we had to try and like prove our innocence. But it's not a legal case where you have a lawyer protect you. Things got to be subpoenaed and the judge has to do those things. Like it's more like you're at their mercy, right? Like you signed right. a letter of intent, fall under the third amendment, which is essentially parallel to like being in a prison, right? Like you right. forfeit your United States citizens' rights to participate in this organization. If you don't right. do what they ask, you can't participate in this organization, no matter right. what your rights are. So, or you take your scholarship, you don't participate, you can't participate in this organization. So it's like, well, it's, if you can't participate, we're going to take your scholarship. So we had to do what they asked. And that was, of course, yeah, man. You know, audit, like it was like an audit to the 10th degree, like things that would take years to subpoena in right. court, right? Like we had to do right. it in like a weekend. So I always make man. sure I do my taxes because then, like, that. <laughs> I'm like, I do my taxes. And right. so, like, <laughs> That happened, and you know, Trussell, you know, disastrously. Terrell enters the supplemental draft, and I'm still there. Like, and so I get handed ten games. I get handed five games. Then they're continuing to investigate me after they already gave me my penalty. Right, and then they get it comes out that I was overpaid, like five dollars or something. They gave me another five games, and so I'm sitting on sideline for ten ten weeks. Terrell has to serve a suspension that he first. Uh, a rule he violated in college in the NFL. Roger Goodell opposed it. Trussell right. is with the Colts doing stuff, and and then like he he has to um, he has to basically sit on the sideline and serve a suspension too in the NFL. So it was just crazy. And then, but at the same time, like uh, I was able to like really. In like your low moments, like that's when you find that's when you find out who you are, right? right. It's a time where uh, I was able to like kind of walk away from football with all the things I knew. Um, they would like do an internship with the student union. I was able to um, like learn and just kind of be by myself. Uh, really, it was like the first fall that I was able to like just kind of just be a regular student. It was like a red shirt year for me as a senior. Like I was. Right. party shoot i had a good time like i relaxed like i didn't really um you know really take it that much but like at the end of the day like i always had this thought in my mind like, if, like i work so hard like probably won't achieve my dream of like getting drafted and so right um i was able to have find a great agent you were able to like really like hit the draft process with like a plan like have a story for each coach and have a like a checklist of things like let's get the senior ball, let's play well, check, let's let's run well and interview with the combine, check, let's go day, check. And it was just like I had these goals and then I, I had all of this energy that I didn't use in the season that I was able to like focus on me and like I didn't really have to worry about Ohio State anymore. And I was just trying to move on from it. And then, um, yeah, but I mean, I had to answer questions at the next level about my character, my work ethic, and and, um, and I felt like, I was like, dang, like, did I, like, what did I do? You know what I mean? Like, right. it was just kind of crazy. But I think that process really 
like made me like a stoic dude. Like it, it made me be able to like stand in a storm right. without a hood, without a hood on, and just like take whatever's coming. Right, like it was right. like a big storm in my life that I was able to weather. And so uh, I think it kind of like toughened me hard. It was just uh, it was good though, but it turned out the best, you know. But uh, yeah, man, I I think you know even every team that I played for, I had to kind of address that, you know, whether it was in the locker room with other players, whether it was with coaches, whether it was in negotiations with GMs. Right. It was Which just, is crazy, man. It's crazy. But like now it's like, it's, 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 uh, it's nothing. It's not even anything to talk about. It's just like, oh, right. you know what I mean? Like, oh, wow. Like, oh, you made $2 million? Oh, wow. Congrats. Oh, like, oh, we're going to give you 20 It's like, so it's just like, right yeah no looking back looking back at that whole situation through the lens of what we're dealing with now with with this nil and all that kind of stuff it just it, it seems a little silly and you know when when all that stuff was was going down I, I remember you know obviously being a part of that team and you know getting questions myself like man these guys like how could they do that to you guys and blah 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 these guys must be terrible dudes duh, this that and the other and i'm just like no <laughs> these are my brothers these guys were my brothers before they're my brothers during and after and like you know like I said, what, what it means to be in those seats at those times and to have those things be floated in front of you, um, it's a whole different story. And, and it's, you know, you, you can't really understand it unless, you, unless you've had it happen to you. And, and, and I know from the bottom of your guys' heart, you weren't thinking like, man, we're going we're gonna to do this and we're going to get over on our teammates and we're going to get this while they don't and blah, blah, blah. I just, I just know that's, that wasn't the case. And, you know, it was an unfortunate situation the way that it rolled out. It was you know, what was interesting to me about it was <clears throat> like, I, you know, we knew there was some stuff going on. We didn't know the, 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 the breadth or scope of it. Um, but I remember like after the, after the sugar bowl, um, obviously being emotional, being my last game and all that kind of stuff. And, um, I had torn my hamstring, so I didn't really get to play in the game. Um, so kind of even more eerie for myself, but you know, after every single game, Trestle would come in, no matter if it was first game or the last game of the season. And he would, and he would break us down and, and kind of talk about his thoughts. And obviously the end of the season one was always a little bit more in depth and talking about how proud of, or how not proud, but most of the time how proud he was of us. Um, and that never happened. I don't know if you remember that never happened in the, at uh, the Superdome. And so it was just this, it's just weird feeling, you know, this weird kind of, you know, air around the, around the team and, then come to find out that, you know, he's, he's, he's implicated in the situation and, so it's just this weird energy and people are like, oh, and then they, and then they say, oh, we're going to vacate the wins. And I'm just sitting here thinking like, why? Like they, nothing that they did had anything to do with what we were doing on the field. And you're going to punish, you're going to punish the, the the university and the program for some, some tattoos or some improper benefits. Like, okay, I understand there's rules and bylaws and, and you want to hold people accountable. That's cool. But like, they just go so over the top with, with that kind of stuff. And I mean, your guys' example is one of those. And then, you know, Obviously, what what happened with Reggie Bush is a, is a high profile one. That same thing. It's like you know, give the dude his eyes and back. It's Reggie Bush. Let's be honest. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and that kind of, that kind of stuff just seems so like it just seems so trivial when you're when you're looking at it um, from the real perspective. And and the truth is, is you know, this isn't the the purpose of the podcast, but you know, that's it's a money making business out there. And and you know, I, I tell people all the time, like. The university doesn't isn't paying for these players. The university is just is just benefiting off their names, likenesses, um, and everything that they're bringing to the university. Um, for us at Ohio State, you know, it's not the same everywhere, but uh, those scholarships are paid by private donors. You know what I mean? So 
it's just a money-making business. And then to, to, to operate in that and then expect the people who are actually the, the, the people to generate the, that, that money to, to operate differently is just, it's not logical. So now we're kind of in a weird space with, with trying to kind of find that happy medium, but I don't know what that is either way. So, you know, you, you have that experience, um, which had to be, which had to be crazy because like I said, you're, you're on top of the world and, and then to have, to have that, you know, happen and then, you know, have people kind of look at you sideways when, you know, at the end of the day, it was just, you know, a a simple mistake made by a young, young kid. Um, And the fact that you're talking about like having to answer to that, you know, years down the line um, just seems silly to me either way. um, You know, you get to a point to where it's like, okay, this is behind me. I remember you came back that year for the Michigan game and everybody was super hyped about it. And you went out and balled out and it was like, damn, man, what could that season been if you had been there the whole year? Cause you were, it, you could tell you could tell you were a different player than you were the, the that previous year. You, you were bigger, stronger, faster, um, which, you know, at the end of the day, like you said, it, it sets you up in a good position to, you know, make that next step to the NFL. So you end up getting drafted by the Texans. Was it was it the fourth round you got drafted? Uh, third round. Third round. Third round. Yep. Yep. Okay. So talk to us about that. That had to be, you know, that had to be a pretty amazing experience just in general, but the fact that it was kind of like, all right, this is behind me. I get to go back to being a ball player, which is what I love to do. Like, what was that all about? Well, I think it was, it was awesome, you know, but the I think the year of like missing football kind of, whether it was mental, whether it was physical, it like playing in. And then I go from Ohio to Houston, which is like one of the most humid places in America. <laughs> and it's like, I I was like a dude where I really wasn't like diet guy. I wasn't really a weight room guy. I was just like, I could run and I worked hard and I compete, right? Right. But at the pro level, like hydration, diet, rest, you know, all this stuff plays in. And I had to learn that, right? So it took me, yeah. I was like stumbled out the gates, just the fact that I didn't play the year before. So I was learning it. So I didn't really play like the first month of the season started coming on, you know, late in the season. And it was like one of those things where it's like the league wants you to come in and like, you can see right away what kind of player you're going to be. And like, it kind of took me some time. And so like the last two months of the season, I started playing well. And I'll probably say like my best game that I had as a rookie, I tore my Achilles in and it was, uh, and so I, um, like that surgery was like real, but also I'm going against Nate Ebner on special teams and I break my hand. So it's like, I can't even, I can't even crutch out. Like I'm in a, like, Oh, it's your best game. And most you play like, but you're like in a wheelchair leaving. Like it's like, right. <laughs> that's football, baby. If yeah, that ain't football, football, I don't know what it is, man. Like can't even crutch around. So like, I'm in like rehabbing my first rookie year. Like, uh, I was on Ohio guys really my first time away from home. Um, you know, and I'm like in a hover round, you know, all, all off season in Houston, right? Like, so like, and I couldn't walk. When you take your Achilles, you can't walk for, like your foot can't touch the ground for, for, for uh, what, like two months. So then after your foot touches the ground, like you gotta learn to like walk again. And you, gotta learn, you have to learn to like put weight on again. You gotta learn to essentially like run again. It's like, Right. So, like, I had to go through all of that. And Texans drafted on me. And then, like, the next year was just trying to just find, like, that rhythm and explosiveness. So, like, I felt like I didn't play football in a long time. Like, so it's just, right. like, but, like, I'll be honest, like, and I know you like this because 
we've had these arguments, but like I learned that year to have an appreciation. Kobe. That's right, baby. All right, my man. <laughs> and I know, and I know, and I know this is crazy. And like me and Grant have had arguments for you. Like I was with Grant when when LeBron hit that like game winner versus the magic. Like Grant yeah. <laughs> <laughs> jinxed them actually. So I did. So so I I I think Kobe like towards Achilles like the next yeah. year, and then yeah. like see Kobe get up and shoot a free throw. It's like, dang, like I got carted out. And so I found like this, like I found the model mentality, like, and I found like what it means to, like I understood what his greatness was. Like, right, like, right. like LeBron is like probably like one of the most blessed players who's been able to sustain a level of greatness from the moment the spotlight was on him right. to now. Jordan yeah. is like one of the, greatest redemption stories of all time um and like it created an animal i mean he's just a straight dog right but like kobe is arguably like one of the hardest working players in any sport of all time right like like no stone unturned and like i became like the ten thousand rock person like yeah like like there's ten thousand dollars on ten thousand rocks. I'm gonna turn over nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine of them. Like I learned how to just yeah. do this with my body, work hard, you know, just like make it anything. And so I had put all this work in, but I get labeled like oh, like injury prone. All right. And so like I get traded to the Jets. Um right. got hurt again, tore my hamstring off the bone, tore my labrum, got cut. Um, I was out the league in 15, just working, but like I had like turned into this like super hard worker where it was like right. you know, I had to lift five times a week. I had to run four times a week. I had to run two routes three times a week, like do footwork twice a week. So it was just like you know, I was just like doing all this work. And I just like got to a point where it was like work became easy. Like like I felt right. like work was just what I like it was like if I need to be here like all that's here is to work, and I just got to take one step at a time. So, I got a I got a deal with the Broncos in December on a futures deal. After I got cut from the Jets in fifteen, I go to Denver, and I'm like, "Yo, if I get cut again, like bottom line, like I felt like I worked so hard since 2013 since I tore my Achilles, just three straight years of just like closet work, like right. darkness, like um, that. I was like, I'm gonna go to Canada and ball because like I just want to play. And, yep. um, and my only goal is I want to make it back to the league. So I know I'm gonna go like a long route to get back. So when Denver cut me, I went home, talked to my wife. She said I was the year I got married. I had a kid at that time. So I'm like a different dude, right? Like I got like different motivations. But somebody called me and was like, yo, you should come to Canada. I promise you, you'll love football. And to be real, um, I had worked so hard at it. It really wasn't about the money. I saved some bread. Like, it really wasn't about the play or it really wasn't about, like, going to an off-brand of football or whatever people look at it. Like, it was really yeah. about, like, damn, like, I just want to love this again. Like, I don't want to leave this hating it. You know what I mean? Like, like I told you, right? Yeah, I never ever want to leave any situation with hate. Like, I don't want like like even any relationship. Like, if I have a disagreement with a dude, a woman, like or whatever, like a school or just like I don't want to leave it in hate. Yeah. Like, I just feel like you don't leave stuff. Like that. So, I decided to go up 
first year I, I'm up there, I'm like, you know, I'm going to the crib. And then like, like I was up there for like three weeks and I was like, I'm going home. Like you were in Toronto? Yeah, I was in Toronto and I went up. Um, and so the coach, the GM was like, how about this? I don't want you to quit. I really think you'll have a good year, but you got here in the middle of the season. I'm going to start you in the next four games. It'll count as your rookie year. I know you just got here two weeks ago. Next year, it'll be like a one-year deal. You ball out, you can go back to the league in 18. I was like, yeah. All right, cool. So That's I stayed, good. I played. Yeah, and then um, that next offseason, the Argonauts hire Martin Trestman. He used to coach for the Bears. And he yep. was just coming from the Ravens, being our office coordinator. So, and so, like, he had, it's had success in Canada. Like, he won, like, three Grey Cups in Montreal the only other coach that I've played for that wrote a book, his book was called Perseverance. And so I read his book while I was in camp, just really trying to get to understand this dude. And like mm-hmm. trust, he had a mindfulness about him every day, like where he was going to talk about something. Like he had a goal for each day. Like he had like this thing about like taking advantage of the present moment and no team is ever the same. So, like, you only have today to work. And then, like, it just, like, I found that love and that spark again. And, like, I was like I was healthy. And, like, I just had a great year. And, I mean, I yeah. still got hurt that year. But I came back and really pushed the team and played big in some games and, like, you know, helped us, you know, get to the Great Cup. And it was just my night that night. It was a snowy night in Ottawa, Ontario. And it was just like, it was crazy, man. It was like, it was. If you haven't seen the, if you haven't seen the highlights from that game, you got to go watch it. Yeah. If you're a football player, if you're a sports person, I mean, that stuff was out of a movie, man. That stuff was, was out of a movie. Man. <laughs> and the crazy thing about that, Grant, we go out for warmups. Like, the game plan crazy. Like, we got switch route. Like, we got, like, double moves off of, like, like it was just crazy and so like that whole week of practice chilling it. we go out for warm-ups field is clear like i'm like oh yeah like yeah crazy tonight <laughs> you go because it's like the super bowl so like pre yeah. it was an hour in the locker room bro we come out bro i swear i'm in tears like oh my god <laughs> like, oh my god like it's snowing and then like the first route i run like i do a, a hook and i like like I sit down in a chair and you know that feeling like oh, I yeah. touch the ground. And I'm like, <laughs> dude breaks on the ball. And then like man, halftime, we change our shoes, we put in them studs, and then like yeah. it just go, they just have that. But like, yeah, then that that game propelled me. It really it's so crazy. Like, like I was saying before, like your low points are like really hot, are really hot points for me. Like when I got in trouble with school, um, NIL, I believe we helped paved the way for that. Like our case is a case that you can literally like draw a point back to as a reason why Absolutely. I get paid, you know? So that was a low point for me. And now like the masses can benefit. Like I didn't want to go to Canada. I got cut three times. And then like, I'm in a place where people normally go to their career goes to die. Like most guys who are successful up there, like they either start up there or they like never went to the league. You know, like most like, yep. post draft picks don't really go up there and do well. Mm-hmm. Like it was a, supposed to be a low point, and then like all of a sudden I'm viral. Like everybody from my, I was just telling some like my best friend about this. I was like, I think like the Grey Cup MVP like made me more recognizable than anything Ohio State could have gotten, right? Like because right. it was Vancouver, 
Montreal, Toronto, the cities that I played after, but it was in like one of the biggest cities in North America, right? Like yep. people from all my past, like my NFL former teammates, you know, former coaches, college former, you know, former teams from college, college former coaches, high school, elementary, like all reached out. And it was like an accumulation of all that. But like that year, I remember just having like extreme focus. Like I remember like it was my first time really using like meditation and manifestation and words of affirmation. And it was really my first time like committing to like 120 days of like pure focus. And right. and um and it paid dividends, right? Like like that's something that can never be taken from people. So I was able to achieve my goal of making it back to the league. I signed a deal with Baltimore. But when I got back to the league, I broke out in hives. Like, it was crazy. Like, like I was like, really? It was crazy, bro. Like, like it was like, I immediately felt the stress that America brings. Like, I immediately <laughs> felt the static. I immediately felt the bullshit that people put onto the game. Yeah. And and it was something that I battled. It was like a mental battle. And uh and the game was like to me, I was like, yo, I don't care what you say, like I'm operating at a champion, like my mind is thinking at a championship level. Like, like of course. Like I'm I'm coming to the point where like, and I didn't do this in college, I'm coming back to the huddle, like, hey y'all, like, oh, we got seven. Make sure if you got the sticks, make sure you dive. Off is not, get three seconds. Let's go. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm understanding the game. Like, I'm like, yo, we, we get this next. We get two. We got to get down the clock. It, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Like, yep. It's just like I'm playing at that level. Like, I'm knowing, like, hey, y'all, like, remember, 36, this day tendencies. You know, it's like. Yeah. As a, as a team player, man. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I'm going to the Ravens. Like, when it's like, all right, like, you got the bottom total. We're going to put these guys from college we just drafted we don't know how to run a comeback in front of you you know what i'm saying like it's just like yeah, right. like it's yeah, right. so political like this is a game like dog like right. i'm not losing a one-on-one i don't care who's out there i'm not losing a one-on-one yeah i'm i'm making plays but i'm not in the first or third read like i was just up there like every every single play we drew up in the past like i'm one two like when the playbook comes out and it's like one two three i'm one two or three Y'all put me on backside thing saying, like, oh, you got eight plays days. Like, no, bro, like, I'm not in the pass progression, fam. Like, right. I've never, yeah. <laughs> I've never gotten a primary read. Like, hold the backside I mean? safety, man. That's all I'm doing. You know what I mean? It's like, and y'all really coaching me on this. Like, bro, like, I know what's going on. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to doctor this up. Still yeah. led the team in preseason. I got to play with Lamar Jackson. He threw me a tutty. Like, there you I, go. RG3 was there. And then so, like, that's what the stress was, is that, like, I could see the bullshit, you know? It's like, yep. it's not like they just roll the balls out there and the best players make it. It's not that, you know what I'm nope. saying? So it's like, it's like this. It's I, And I talk about this on Ray Alton. It's called a rule of two, grand. Like, each president gets two head coaches. Each head coach gets two, I'm sorry. Each president gets two GMs. Each GM gets two head coaches. Each head coach gets two quarterbacks. So there's a vested interest from upstairs for the success right. on the field. So it's like if someone in a scouting department picks somebody, they want that person to do well. If somebody like the scouts that go to Canada are like, 
like the dog shit jobs in the league. Like, don't yeah. like, like, so it's like that scout ain't gonna be able to stand on the table with a GM who drafted a guy. Like, it's like, y'all not right. like, like, shut up, like, my guy's playing. Like, and so it's right. like, no matter what I did, it was, you know, it was one of those things where it's like, whatever. So I made the choice, I'm gonna finish in Canada. And immediately I was able to go from Baltimore to Vancouver. And I found peace, man. Like it's one of the most to me, it's hands down the most beautiful city in North America. You can hey, be, I, I agree with that. I know, I know you would be, man. Like you can be on a beach looking at a stokehead. I found peace, played there a season, played in Montreal, had my son, he's Canadian. Montreal is a dope <laughs> town. Yeah, it's a dope town. And Kobe came, and I just was like, yo, like, I need to start. Like, this is what life is like after the game. So I started making my businesses and really preparing for life in the football. I said, hey, if I can go back and play one or two more years, save all my chips, I could start these businesses, don't got to touch the savings. And then like, right. And so like, yeah, that's what I did. I went back and played two more years and then I retired in November, 2021. And so it was, uh, it was a good, t- it was a good experience for me. Hey man. I, I mean, you know, what's funny is the thing that, that, that stuck out to me even before you said this, and you mentioned coach Tresman with the book called perseverance, but to me, that's kind of the, the the story of your of your journey post, you know, the getting in trouble in college because you know everybody and their mom is 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 trying to say, hey, this this isn't for you, and and then you get injured, and any athlete can can relate with this. But when you get injured, it's like, yeah, you may still be on the team, but like they they literally put you in a dark closet in the back and say, come out when you're ready. Till then, you're gonna till then we don't know your name. And so to, to go through that and then to find to find yourself in that and say, you know, like you were talking about Kobe and, and, and that brings a smile on my face. Obviously, he was a I was a yeah. huge Kobe guy. Um, but you're right, man. Like that's I think that was his superpower. Obviously, he was a super talented guy. But I think at the end of the day, what, what he possessed that nobody else did was a, an extreme level of perseverance. And, um, you know, for you to to go through that and then to, you know, have the have the have the the guts really to say you know what like this nfl thing isn't working out. i'm gonna i'm gonna go to the cfl and i'm gonna i'm gonna find myself because i just want to play the game and and that's what it comes down to at the end of the game it's a it's a day it's a game man and and, and you just want to play it doesn't matter if it's um in front of the front of sixty thousand, in front of ten thousand, whatever it is as long as you're getting out there and and, and having a good time and, and getting to do the thing that you love and and so to like to see that whole experience and then you you to have that that moment in the great cup well multiple moments in the great cup and and have that and then you know, come back to to the NFL and and see. You know what? Like, maybe this isn't what it's about. Maybe you know. Maybe could, I understand. Like, at the end of the day, because I, I I learned that lesson a lot earlier than you did. You know what I mean? And like, I think that's I think that's something that uh, I think that's something that as as athletes that is is a really powerful thing to come to grips with because it allows you to have solace in yourself. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, Devere, were you good enough to be a ten year pro and and do this, that, and the other in the NFL? Absolutely. There's no question about it. But, you know, at the end of the day, the cards were in your favor and that's nothing that you did. You know what I mean? It's just the way that life happened. Those injuries happened at the time that they did. And that's what it was. And, uh, you know, that's that's OK, though. You know what I mean? And being able to say, you know what, I'm OK with that. Um, yeah. And I and I got what I got out of my out of my journey for for a reason um, to make you the person you are today. I mean, I, that that to me is is the is the power of that story right there, man, is it, it really is perseverance. So it's kind of it's interesting that uh you're reading that book during that year and, and that all got looped in and yeah. so i mean and then you know that 2020 thing that you know that was kind of the story for a lot of people if you were kind of at that point and, and your career was yeah. coming towards the end it's <laughs> like you know like well maybe this is it you know yeah. Yeah. um yeah. 
But I think it was the best thing that happened for a lot of people, man. It, it, it was like we as Americans, we needed that year to just stop, right? Like yep. just be like, yo, like, what am I doing? Like, and it, right. I, I know it benefited me in that way. Like, I know a lot of people got rich. I know a lot of people lost a lot of money. I know a lot of people that found themselves and started businesses. And like, I can't wait yep. 10 to 20 years when we look back and be like, damn, that business. Oh, that's a 2020 business. You know what I'm yep. saying? Like, it's going to be funny. Yeah. You're right, man. Circumstances, it's its crazy. One yeah. one man's trash can be another man's treasure. That's, that's for sure. And I mean, yeah. the thing that the thing that always impressed me so much about you was that perseverance. But then, you know, you know, we stayed in touch and, you know, I'm talking to you and you're like, hey, I got this going. I'm working on this. And it's and and, and it, yes, a lot of it is related to sports, but but a lot of it was just you just doing your thing as a as a person. Like you, I think you were mentioning with your with your logistics company. And then the I, I know we, we were talking a while back about doing some health med stuff and like. Yeah, to me, like, cooking. yeah, yeah, we're yeah, right now. Yeah, like that's that. that <laughs> I don't even know what you. I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, um, no, but yeah, no, like that, like that is that that is the stuff like that I think is important for what we're talking about here because yeah. like you're able to find you're able to find yourself outside of the game and use those things, use the lessons that you learn to put yourself in a position to where you can be a successful person outside of football um in business also of course but in, in, in life because if you're not if you're not right here and you're not happy with who you are then you're not going to be a good husband you're not going to be a good dad you're definitely not going to be a good business person um and so that that for me was always stuck out with you dude, as i was always just so happy and, and i don't want to say proud because it's not like i did anything for you to do that but um just 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 happy to have to call you a friend and, and and see you do all that stuff so Tell me a little bit about tell me a little bit about what you've what your mind has switched to after you know you got done playing. Oh, man, I appreciate that. That's love, man. You know, we gonna always be each other our fires, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. Of course. That's dope. But uh but like now, like while you were talking, I was thinking about this thing. I met I read a book, it's called Fifth Agreements. Okay. John Miguel Reese wrote Fifth Agreements before Agreement. And then yep. something in the book that like stuck out to me about like four or five years ago. And it's like yep. the, the dream of the first attention is like literally like the first dream like you pay attention to. It's the one that when you're in your parents' house in your room that, that you call it as a kid. Like this is what I'm gonna do. Like be this. And um, and the thing about the dream of the first attention, it's not our life purpose. But it gives us all the tools for our life's purpose, which is the dream of the second attention. And so it's almost like the reason why I had to persevere, the reason why I had to like go through that corporate stuff and kind of like help not change the industry, but like basically be an example of why this needs to change. Um, yep. Be an anomaly with football, being out of the league, going somewhere else, going, coming back to the league, like persevering, um, being a family man, like, like all of the things that happened to me are tools that I'm able to use for the dream of the second attention. So it's like, which is my life's purpose, you know, life's purpose, they say it should come to you easy. It should come to you like seamless. And, and, I'm, and I'm seeing that I'm able to like handle stress I'm able to like persevere and push through like things in business. I'm able to like shed knowledge on my family, my children. I got three boys with my last name. So like, 
you know, if somebody would have told me I was having three boys in college, I would have left. Like, I hope that, you know, like, <laughs> but like, like it, it's a reality. And so it's like, the, 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 like, I have to literally be an example of what a man is, you know, and how a man reacts to stuff emotionally, how a man reacts to stuff, like hard days, bad days, like, and then for me, like, I'm finding that my purpose is rooted in the tools that I had from my past, right? Like, I never reflect back and say, like, I regret. I reflect back and pull strength up, right? Like, I reflect yeah. back and pull methodologies up to get through this. Like, I reflect back or I read and I, like, press forward. And I think, like, that's what my mindset is. It's like, I'm going to just be more, like, you can look like like in people's perspective of me isn't it's not my business. That's those are your thoughts. And, and so right. my only thing is to add value, add influence, um, and then like be put others people interests first and then be ready to receive the blessings that are coming to me. Like just like give to receive, like that's that's where I'm at. Like so it's like when I put my like when I try to do something like I'm gonna give my all to it no matter the time it takes because time is irrelevant it's about like like we were talking about it's just the steps to get here so it's like like that's why I was saying like you know that tech med stuff like it's like we're not building Uber Eats like we're building (laughs) something that we believe is gonna disrupt the health industry and give health back to the people we gotta take our time with that we need to make sure it's coded with things that protect people's interests. Like you need to make sure that it's something that you depend on every day. So it's like, if I didn't have like that patience from like, you know, getting suspended to like winning the Grey Cup, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to be where I'm at with my health tech stuff because I would have been like, oh, it ain't working three years. Oh, Uber, Uber to nine, nine months. Oh, I'm done with it. No, like this, right. is, this is something that's for real. This is right. something that you got to take the time. You got to have the right people involved or like building my trucking company. Like this is something that takes time to get better at. So it's just like, you know, the business is three to five years. So that's, it's, it's just helped me. Or even if you're a dad, like it takes time to be a good dad. Like you're not a good dad day one. Like, like, nope. like so, you learn that, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm willing to do the work, you know, man. And like my mentor always says, bottom line, if you want to do something, just do the work because the work will teach you. The work will yep. teach you. Like, yep. You don't got to read a book. The work will teach you. So that's why I'm at now, G, that I just like trying to like just give every day my all. And like, man, man like I pass out on the couches a lot because I just like pass <laughs> out, right? Like, you know how it is, man. Like, so, yeah, man. It's, it's, it's a good place to be in, but, uh, but nah, man, I appreciate it, though. Thank you. No, nah, no, nah, that's honestly like, I, that what you that last that last four or five minutes of what you were just talking about there is literally what this whole thing is about man what this whole what this whole podcast is trying to get at is is is, is digging into those past experiences and, and using them for for good in in in, in your in your current and in, in your future um so man i couldn't i couldn't articulate it any better than that but um that's where we're at, man. That's where we're at. It's, it's just, it's just a beautiful thing, man. And like one thing that you said, and it's, it's slightly off topic, but you know, I'll loop it in here, but the, you know, the fact that you're talking about your three little boys and they, and they possess that, they possess that posy name. For me, that was a, you know, that was an interesting, cause obviously you're calling your kids by their first name all the time. And then, you know, that first time you hear someone say, well, this is for me, my son's name is Sebastian Schwartz or Sebastian Sakai Schwartz. And it's like, you hear that yeah. Schwartz name and you're like, damn, like, 
he's going to yeah. be out there just like I was not like, he's going to hear yeah. that name and he's going to be carrying that, that banner. And it's like, yeah, you know, I, I need to put him in those right positions. And, and, and the way that you do that is by setting an example and, and, and going to work and, and carrying yourself in a certain manner and, and educating yourself and being vulnerable and, um, you know, willing to, to open yourself up to learn and, and, and not think you have all the answers, but I mean, that, that was impactful to me. And, um, so yeah, man, this is, this has been a, this has been a, a really good conversation. I think it's really going to help a lot of people. Um, I appreciate you, you know, being candid with us and, and, and telling us what, you know, how it all went down and, and where you were at during those times, because, you know, it's, it's super important and people need to know what the, the realities are behind these situations. So thank you, brother. I can't appreciate you enough. Um, I was telling, I was talking to, to Dane yesterday. Um, I was telling yeah. him I'm, I'm, I'm due for a Columbus trip. So yeah, I'll, I'll definitely, I know, man, yeah. I, know. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta get the kids out there. I gotta get the wife out yeah. there. She's never, she's never seen anything like it. She doesn't know what Ohio state football is about. So I got to put her on. Yeah. Me and Dane are here. Jake's here. Um, I'm trying to think who else is here. Uh, Chris Fields is here. <laughs> I know. I see, I see the entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Chris is doing good, man. He's doing well, but like, yeah, uh, bro, we gotta have a good night, man. And when oh, man. you come in town, that gives me an excuse to get out. So <laughs> you got hey, man, come I, in. I miss you guys, man. I'll tell you, I, that's I think that's the one thing, man. It's the game. And I was I was having this conversation with somebody else, and it was it was funny because like I I picked up a football for the first time in like six seven years or something like that a couple months yeah. ago. And I was like, you know, I pick it up and I start doing my thing. I'm whipping it around. People are like, damn. And I was like, wow. I just realized, like, I hadn't even picked up a football or even thought about football in however long. You know what I mean? As far from that capacity, as far as playing or anything like that. But I'll tell you one thing that I do think about, and it's my teammates and it's the time that we spent together. And and that's the stuff you miss, man. You miss you miss being in the locker room. You miss being on the road. You miss being on those airplanes and buses and and spending that true time with each other. So trust me, it's, it's high on my list and uh, you will definitely be receiving a call when that time comes. I'm thinking I want to, I want to do a big, I want to take them to a Michigan game. So I might have to wait till I might have to wait Next till yeah, the, yeah. the following year um, yeah. because I, I can't be taking them to, I can't be taking them to a Toledo game. No, no disrespect so, to the Rockets. So somebody, so somebody asked me this, have you ever did a tunnel of pride? I did it once. It was, it was awesome, okay. man. Okay. Yeah. I was, I did my first one last year. I didn't even like, I remember it, but like, I didn't, realize no. you know what i mean like it's like oh that's what you kind of got to do as an alumni like do the tunnel oh, yeah. and it's like yeah 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 no nah, you got to do it yeah speaking of speaking of which man like yeah. i feel like they're overdue for for like honoring uh, or at least the rose bowl team or something like give us some love let us get back there let us see the guys and i i was uh i went the last actually last time i was back was for yeah. a cincinnati game and my dad's my dad so my dad was a former player at Ohio state as well for those of you who don't know but um i came back he his team was having a reunion like whatever it was their their hundredth year since they've been playing <laughs> some some crazy amount of time, but it was it was just so funny because yeah. we you know we go do the tailgate and we're hanging out with all the old dudes and then we, you know we I, I walked down on the field with them as they got honored and like it was so weird man because like I can relate so deeply with that, those relationships and then to see that advanced you know another thirty years into the future and these guys are hobbling all over the place but they're still laughing and joking like they they'd never left each other's sides and it was like. Man, it really is truly something special. So, like I said, man, it's, it's always love for you. And uh, again, thank you for, for taking the time here, man. No problem, bro. No problem. Right, man. Appreciate you having me on. Hey. 
Thanks again for sticking around for another episode. If you guys are looking for more information, please visit us at our website at consciousathletics.net and our Instagram at consciousathletics. As always, thanks to our sponsor, Be Cool, Be Smart, Be Alive, teaching our youth their rights and how to de-escalate. For more information, please visit BeCooler.org.